very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Devya, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks very much Ashish. Good to be here with you. Great. So let's get started. So first of all, uh, I saw your profile and so what led you to tr- for the transition from media to healthcare? So that's really fascinating to me your journey so what led you to start a healthcare company um quite a long story actually uh, in terms of yes as you rightly saw in my profile i have been a media professional for over 20 years and um while we were in um, at ndtv uh, we were also looking at uh, diversification of businesses with ndtv itself and that was a time when we were exploring various sectors you know such as education um, content was always a part of it so digital transformation was something that we were already looking at but when we went into sectors it became it be drilled down to retail um, healthcare and education so from there the interest in healthcare actually started and um, that's when we discovered or learned that hospitals didn't really use technology in the sense of improving patient experience you know when you spoke about uh, in those days when you spoke to anybody about their digital journey it was a question of yes i have a website or i have a a mobile app was considered to be way futuristic because patient engagement was not done via these channels so everybody's perception was more like um, digital transformation is if you have a website somebody can discover you and that should be enough mm-hmm. and uh, when we started the journey for healthcare it just seemed that this was one sector which was unexplored and um, for us we were looking to do something different something interesting um, interesting in the sense that something which was which would have been a differentiator mm-hmm. that's how healthcare started we went deeper into it and the more we got into it the deeper <laughs> you know the, I, i always say that healthcare is a sector where it depends on how deep you want to go or how, how wide you want to spread mm. because uh, there is just so much to do absolutely and it's fascinating how much can be done uh, so so tell me devya how was your sort of what what has been your learning because healthcare as a segment right it requires assumption is my assumption is you, you you need to have certain you need the depth of the domain or what has you been experience i mean would you have preferred to have uh, started something where your expertise has lies or something where a sort of an adjacency or something a uh, similar what you have been doing previously or how, how will you share your experience uh the experience has been fascinating uh, like i was mentioning i have absolutely no regrets at all uh, mm-hmm. about getting into healthcare as a sector um i think primarily because the learning is so immense and um somewhere you just feel that you have always been at the receiving end of it right all of us would have first hand experiences as being a patient at a hospital or interacting with doctors across various practices this is something where where you have first hand experience and there is learning in that too you know it's not so much it's not just a question of 
coming from an educational background i am not a clinician neither are my co-founders anish and shaito clinicians but all of us have had to read up and learn and in all our conversations with clinicians and hospital teams we have picked up so much i think uh, it has been an advantage i think we three consider it to be an advantage to come from non medical backgrounds because there is no legacy issue or no mm-hmm. baggage or nothing that we are trying to unlearn for us every day is a new learning and that makes it um, enjoyable fascinating and you are willing to question right there is nothing in our mind we don't start our conversations as can we do this it's more a question of why can't we do it hmm. is there a way for us to do it so you know you you get out of those sort of conversations that somebody says yahan pe to aisa hi hota hai you know or it's always been done like that we don't have that uh, learning to be unlearned if i may put it that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's been a huge advantage actually absolutely i think um, uh, that definitely plays a big role so in terms of um, uh, your company uh, my healthcare so uh, how you guys have positioned and what are your current offerings if you can uh, share uh, share some details around it um okay so at my healthcare we are building an ecosystem of care by that i mean that we put a patient at the center of a healthcare ecosystem and we build a ring of services around it the aim is that any patient who comes to my healthcare should be able to manage all their healthcare needs for themselves and their family through the platform right um in to achieve that we work with doctors caregivers um in any form it could be hospitals it could be clinics and um it would be pharmacies diagnostics uh, lab partners etc wherever a patient would require a touch point to be able to improve access to healthcare that's where we want to build the ring of services around so that is what our offering is we started with the patient engagement site where patients could actually uh, engage with hospitals um primarily uh, when we started we went down a b2b route where we were working with hospitals directly to build their patient engagement platform as we got deeper into healthcare like i mentioned earlier that however deep you want to get healthcare is open skies and we found that you know it's not just patient engagement the major stakeholder for us was also the doctor who's at the other end and technology that was being made available to doctors and other caregivers was not really easy for them to use uh, it was more cumbersome it was tougher to use and that was one point where we felt that given that there is a shortfall of healthcare professionals in the country if a doctor's time is going to be spent struggling with technology it does not help him improve his efficiency so for us it became a question of building a product or a platform where a doctor would get structured information would be able to use care protocols and use data to be able to improve the quality of care that they were providing to their patient and that started us on the journey of building our uh, emrs and uh, once we built the emrs it became a question of every specialty cannot be treated in the same way because the requirements of a specialty would be different so that's when we got into our specialty related emrs 
So today, if you ask me, what is my healthcare? I would call ourselves a specialty care ecosystem where the patient is kept at the center and all services are provided uh, around it. Our product or our, the services that we provide would be on the patient engagement side, um, clinic management side, so whatever a, a clinic would require to run their clinics, hospitals, right from their clinical platforms that the doctors and care providers would use, and also the enterprise application that we are rolling out now, which takes care of the admin-related processes of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And currently, your model is, do you work directly with doctors? Or you mentioned previously, um, uh, you used to work in a B2B setting also directly with hospitals. So what is your strategy uh, currently to onboard doctors and then the patients? And uh, how does that work? So we work in both ways, Ashish. We work, uh, B2B is our primary model where we work directly with hospitals and their patients. So obviously hospitals bring on their patients. And we also work in the B2B2C space where we work directly with doctors as well. Both models are open. We continue business in both models. What has been the uh, biggest challenge that we are in terms of uh, uh, building a healthcare product given uh, Globally, uh, there are data privacy issues. Uh, how do you manage that? I mean, globally, there are different sets of talks happening. In India, I think it's still at early state, but definitely government has put up different sort of bills for consideration. Uh, but from your perspective, what has been the biggest challenge? Is it uh, onboarding doctors, organization, uh, the relevant stakeholders, making them use of technology? What has been your learning in terms of building a healthcare product? So I think you mentioned all the areas that would have been major challenges uh, that we would have faced or onboarding hospitals, onboarding doctors, onboarding patients, because somehow healthcare has been one sector where technology has taken time to come in and comfort with technology has been a challenge. And In every conversation that we would have with doctors, the doctors themselves would say, look, I'm not a technology person. They are brilliant at what they do, but technology may not be one of those facets. Mm -hmm. So yes, that has been um, a challenge. Um, The other challenge was, like I mentioned, legacy issues where things have always been done a certain way. And um, to break through that or to bring about change management at a hospital level is no easy task, even for a hospital team or for anybody who's trying to work uh, or enter. It's a mammoth task because everything is so deeply intertwined, interlinked. Uh, it's not easy, right? Um, healthcare, again, is not a sector like an FMCG sector. It's not a question of convincing somebody to buy. It's not aspirational. It is very, very need-based. Mm. So a patient would want to engage at a time that they are unwell. This is not a site or it's not a platform or an ecosystem where they'll come to browse, right? It's not window shopping. It's not something that you do in your free time. So all those are very realistic challenges of the healthcare sector. But um, having said that, I think the pandemic really, really changed things in this sector because suddenly um, every... Uh, everybody in healthcare was looking at different means of delivering care and reaching to their patients. So suddenly patients became more open to being able to uh, receive a consult uh, on uh, virtual platforms. 
doctors became more willing and more com- comfortable using technology to be able to uh, you know provide consults and hospitals became open to telemedicine and uh, i think that impetus has only come because of the pandemic and how it changed things or how it fast forwarded things in this particular sector mm-hmm. so that's very interesting and many relevant points that we have which you mentioned right it's a need based sector and my experience have also been similar so uh, i've been on and off in healthcare space we we always had one vertical in healthcare which generated um revenue at some point in time the other year not i mean uh, from our perspective uh, uh, when i started my first company so the challenge has always been you know how do you identify that value add or how do you you know convince uh, big hospitals to be able to spend uh kind of money which you can easily charge in an aspirational sector or sort of uh, different different spaces so uh so from 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 your from your lens from your perspective um do you see uh, or or what has been your um, go to market strategy or how do you differentiate yourself i mean uh, for such applications for such products uh, uh, what is your uh, big bet which you guys are betting which will provide the scale uh, the numbers the uh, the reach uh, um i think uh, i think the way we built the ecosystem uh, i would not say that we are first movers in the healthcare space we absolutely mm-hmm. not there mm-hmm. are several people who work there are several companies who are doing very very good work but everybody is working in silos i think what our usp has been in one way has been that we have been building an ecosystem so which means that i am not working with just one hospital today my healthcare is working with 85 plus leading hospitals of the country um we also have added on a whole range of other services in terms of we have tie ups with diagnostics partners with uh, e pharmacies uh, home care services etc so there is a lot more that is provided to a patient so when you look at it from a patient engagement perspective there is a lot more that a hospital sees as a value add right what has also changed for the hospital is that it's not just revenue that is coming in when a patient walks in for an opd consult it is also the kind of care that you can provide to the patient after an ip encounter and then when they go back home so healthcare being delivered at home is also a very very big aspect of it our ecosystem and our platform provides the hospitals the opportunity to tap into these areas as well and reach their patients far deeper and far longer then they would have been in the traditional setup so that would be one part of it the other major differentiator i think that we have is that in our products uh, we have given a lot of importance to the end users and who the stakeholders would be so every screen that has been designed and if i may uh, talk about it in terms of the user experience that has been mm-hmm. paramount and that has been the foundation of how we built every screen and every platform um the aim has always been that it should be easy enough to use without massive documents of training material being given to either doctors or other care providers or hospitals um it should be easy for a patient to use so the interestingly when we started and when we onboarded hospitals it was in the lockdown and all training to doctors etc was provided online so our 
deployments actually happened remotely, which was a huge, huge USP because if you are familiar with the healthcare sector, you'll find that up till that time, everybody was actually requiring to be physically at a location and deploying a solution out there. So that again became, um, I would say, a differentiator for us. So the approach has been very different. And like I said, that since we are not from healthcare, we are looking at it from a very uh, patient perspective, right? What does a patient require? How can the, what does a doctor require? What does a nurse require? What makes it easier for the front office person when you've got a queue of uh, 10 people wanting to pay their bill first? So these very, very real life scenarios have been the backbone of what we've used to build and provide the solution that we do provide to the hospitals. And in all cases, we work as partners with our uh, hospitals and our clients that we work with because we get a very, very deep understanding of what their requirements are, what their pain points are, and we use our solution and we use technology in the best way possible to provide a, um, a solution that works. Mm-hmm. And seeing the current market scenarios, right, where capital is flushed in the market um, and um, different different players, especially be it healthcare or other, I mean, they've raised ton, tons of capital. So what are your plans? You know, uh, do you guys want to raise capital? Uh, how do you see uh, to uh, fuel your expansion? What are your plans? So we are um, in the midst of a series B uh, fundraise. And uh, yes, we definitely would want to be expanding our geography of services. We would want to be going deeper into tier two, tier three cities, and then obviously uh, expanding outside of India as well. So um, yeah, we'll announce when things close. So at the moment, I'm not in a position to talk about this. We are in the midst of the series paper. Sure. That's that's wonderful to know. Um, I think um, for the last five episodes or something, um, whoever was on the podcast, they were in midst and were able to close it successfully. So I'm definitely sure <laughs> uh, it will be great. Uh, 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 and 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 the way you have been now in this space for quite some time. So from your perspective, you know, where do you see? Uh, the biggest opportunity is in healthcare, right? I mean, you have a complete experience uh, seeing from patient organization perspective, doctor sites everywhere. Uh, what is your um, uh, analysis? What are the three or four key big areas where the opportunity within healthcare specifically lies? Be it vertical-wise, it's a horizontal. Will it be a horizontal play, vertical play? Uh, if you want to share your experience. Ashish, I think um, healthcare in India, there are there would be huge areas of growth or opportunity when you look about when you look at healthcare going deeper into the country. At the moment, you would find super specialty care in possibly the top six metros of the country, right? You will find doctors in other cities as well, but super specialty care that you're looking for, tertiary care, is not available deep inside. Um, even if you go to a tier two or tier three city and then you go deeper, there is a paucity of care providers. And I think that is one area where it's a desperate need as well. That why should a person need to travel 200 miles to be able to get a consult? With technology, these sort of um, use cases or these sort of scenarios can be handled 
with you know uh, with internet um, penetration increasing with access to smart devices etc these are areas which can now start getting addressed to a larger extent than was possible a few years earlier if i may say that so that way so that is one part of it the other part would be as i mentioned earlier that care at home is something that can be expanded upon and there have been very very successful models that have been run um, in the us as well where the stay of a patient at a hospital is kept to a minimum and then you provide care to the patient outside the hospital four walls of the hospital so what happens with that is that one you are able to turn around and utilize your own resources at a hospital more effectively but two you're also able to continue to provide care for the patient in their own comfort area right and technology again becomes a huge enabler in that without that it would not be possible it's not possible to send a patient home with a nurse home all the time but with the uh, you know the growth and the uh, the number of devices etc that have come home point of care devices all these things can be integrated to provide better care to patients irrespective of where they may be and like i mentioned that the there is a shortfall of hospitals of the number of icu beds or emergency beds or even just regular beds in the hospital and care providers and doctors and nurses so this is really the time for all of us to be leveraging on technology and reaching out to more number of people so that you know like like they had said i i don't know whether you remember but during the last lockdown mm-hmm. there were no beds in any hospital across the country oh, and yes. that's when the hospitals came out to say that you know mild to moderate cases of covid can be handled at home how would they be able to handle that at home technology was being used so that the doctor and the patient and the nurse etc had a platform to be able to monitor so technology became a enabler whether you say that you know whether it happened through a whatsapp call whether it happened through point of care devices etc every household if i am not wrong in a metro city would have owned at least a, a pulse oximeter a blood pressure machine a thermometer so all those devices and integration points we have integrated with a lot of these point of care devices also um and that helped us in our remote patient monitoring services that we were providing during the lockdown during the pandemic so that's how this is an area which can really be worked on in a very very large way and make a very very successful model both for the patients for doctors as well as hospitals so in my view these are the areas that you know going deeper and using technology to be able to provide care whatever the patient may need mm-hmm. uh, and definitely i very uh, distinctly remember the second wave because i myself got covid during the peak and that was the worst experience ever oh. but fortunately didn't had to go to hospital but yes i mean even from my experience the doctor first time you know he was doing video call uh, the family doctor mm. so i mean definitely there was a shift uh, in how people sort of realize and uh, i mean the entire system sort of just uh, got brought down by the pandemic so right. i think yes absolutely um uh, and when you look back i'm sure you know two years prior you yourself would have balked at the idea of saying i'll do a virtual consult with my doctor and yet you would have been comfortable enough or the doctor would have been comfortable enough to connect with you that way so yes things really changed dramatically both in in terms of the mindset of the patient as well as the doctor absolutely i think uh, there's no two way about it uh, and uh, uh, 
so i always ask this question to all the founders who have come onto the podcast so i wanted to understand what's your take on it so for example um uh, the what do you believe uh, i don't have an answer for it i mean i tried to keep through this medium i tried to uh, find answers to such questions but uh, for example uh, what do you think is um, much bigger when a company when you're starting a company what is or i mean depending upon you are in the business for a couple of years what is bigger distribution or uh, building a great product i mean how do you uh, what has been your experience or what do you believe like uh, uh, which is the right strategy <laughs> Hmm. That's a tough one, but <laughs> I've been in both places, so I know <laughs> what it is that we're looking at. Um, you know, when we started, we were a very small team. We were about twenty people, and for us at that point, the whole focus was on building the product. We were very, very clear where we wanted to go. We were very clear uh, with regards to the vision that we had for the organization and for what we wanted to do in healthcare. Um. and there was a lot of focus at that time on building something because what do you take to market i can't take just a vision to market right so for us while we had to work on prototypes we had to work on powerpoints we had to um, talk a lot about what we were aiming to sell like i mentioned that healthcare was very closed you could not walk into a hospital and say you know what i've got a new tech solution for you they would throw you out Uh, it, it wasn't a sector which was easy to convert mm-hmm. and um between the three of us we focused our energies on that way where um, i look at product and anish looks at technology and chaitan looks at uh, strategy and business so we were working very closely together and while both anish and i were doing all the building and the planning and the product planning etc chaitan was out in the market talking about the vision sharing the prototypes discussing doing demos etc on what we were building and if you ask me regarding distribution for us it was more important to focus our funds and our energies on building a product and then market so talk about something or market something when you have something to sell right uh we did no active marketing in the last Three years of our existence. It's only now that we said, "Oh, I think now is the time that we should actually possibly make a noise, um, possibly really? do a little bit of marketing wow. here and there." <laughs> so, from from our team side, we we didn't even have anybody on board for marketing till about five six months back, maybe four months back. So that's how the uh, organization's focus was: that build something great. Um, Build something that people talk about. So we relied a lot more on word of mouth. Uh, active marketing was something that we never thought about, and we didn't have the bandwidth to think about as well. Now we are getting into that space. So if you ask me, what comes first? I think product comes product. first, and mm-hmm. then distribution. <laughs> I'm sure uh, it's very different from all your conversations with other co-founders. So. maybe they would differ in their opinion yeah i mean i have not able to reach to a conclusion it's always um one or the other but i'll take a poll some day i mean maybe <laughs> yeah it would be i would be interested to know what the outcome of that poll was because for us somebody said don't you market and we said uh no <laughs> do think we have a budget for that as yet <laughs> so and i mean uh, both as diff- both as different pros and cons plus i mean word of mouth i, I personally believe um, 
it has much more stickiness because if your product can speak for yourself mm-hmm. without you being have to push uh, or you know have that quote unquote sort of a sales strategy or marketing pitch i mean uh, i personally believe it has the product speak for itself and the stickiness is much uh, stronger than uh, the other way around so i hope you are right um, on that <laughs> i'm banking you are right on that <laughs> um and coming to um uh, so so coming back to you know sort of the in terms of uh, how has your been experience uh, you were in corporate right so uh, from uh, being part of a corporate to uh, running uh, a startup right what sort of transitional sure. challenges or if i can say so uh, your learning has been uh, i'm sure it's an exciting journey i mean I, i mean um there are different I, you know more than exciting i'd say it's been it's it's been a super fun journey uh, just <laughs> to give you a sense of uh, the background that we came from we worked in this very beautiful office where each one had a cabin and each one had um space and uh, people to work with and under and alongside and um when we came to start up life we came to one room with Ten of us in it, um, so much so that any conversation that happened in the room and everybody was part of it, including um, the dustbin in the room. Right? So if you would talk about why is there a dustbin in the room, and there'd be ten opinions to say, yeah, why is a dustbin in the room, and don't we need two dustbins? That shouldn't be in the right place. So we used to have a lot of good laughs. And um, this colleague of mine who was from Bombay, she said, you know, I feel that I am living. Uh, in a joint family out here, and we are really tight. One BHK where everybody knows everybody else's business. Um, so those were really the fun parts. And I think in the last four years, that's one thing that we haven't given up on. The uh, because we found that there was so much more to learn from each other. Hmm. And in the joint conversations that happened about everything, from the dustbins to the product to the user journey to uh, what a doctor required. everybody had an experience that added value to the product so if you ask me what did i learn from corporate life i think we learned how to work with teams uh, all three of us were experienced professionals in the sense that we were not freshers starting out work mm, right we had been working for 20 25 years plus all of us so the maturity of being able to work at a workplace was already there so we didn't have to spend time on that however the learnings of being able to work collaboratively and collectively in a small one room setup was something that we really uh, cherished and i think that's been a high point and we've continued this way we've we've still stayed away from the fact that i need a cabin and do i need a cabin it's like who needs a cabin you know what a waste of space <laughs> so i i think that's been the fun of startup life um there have been mm-hmm. we are, we are not a we are not a shorts and chappers kind of us but we are casual <laughs> enough where we do where we don't have those very distinct hierarchies in place uh, mm-hmm. so yeah there's there's a lot more agility that comes in a startup yeah so are you continuing with the joint 
joint family setup or yes yes we we, we we live in a joint family setup <laughs> so today we are at 100 uh, plus team members and we mm-hmm. still live as joint family setups not one room but maybe three four rooms but mm-hmm. yes yeah, we learn to survive together and uh, it's super fun absolutely i mean it sounds super fun so definitely <laughs> Uh, i mean these are great moments to uh, build and cherish for sure uh, uh wonderful devya is there anything i am missing i mean uh, which you want to talk about uh, you want to share um, really um I unless you have anything else that you would want to ask me but no I, I I think my one point would be that anybody who's wanting to get into startup life uh, mm-hmm. be be clear about what you want to do because uh, there is a lot you can do and there are so many fascinating avenues that are open today but that's something that be very very clear what you want to do where you want to go with it uh, have a vision have a dream and have the desire to be able to learn be open to learning because every person you interact with uh, adds value to what your learnings are you know and it could be across sectors so it's not necessary to say that my learnings only come from interacting with people in healthcare it's something mm. that we see uh, possibly on a retail uh, app and we say hey that's great and we see something else in another sector and you say wow that works well so be open uh, to learning and um be clear about where you want to go because it's very it's very easy to flounder you know you can you can spread yourself too thin you can uh, lose focus of where you want to go and with um, every person that you will add on your team or with every senior person you get on a team you might want to take a different direction so be very very clear about what journey you wish to undertake and get your team aligned to that i think that's an excellent point uh but very difficult for me to follow uh, given i get i have challenge <laughs> even to think about what to order for food i mean i can spend good amount of time just thinking <laughs> yes i i have the same issue what to order for food is a tough one but if you talk to me about what i want to bring out in the product you won't want to flounder so much on that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Uh, let me ask you the this way so i i, I mean um, given uh, uh, when you started versus now so if you were to go back in time right and uh, um, uh, what would you have done differently if you were to start from scratch would i sound too conceited if i said nothing <laughs> <laughs> come on there has to be something there has <laughs> to be something you know i know Ashish, I don't think that whatever we've done has been right. Mm-hmm. But would I do it differently? I'm not sure. There have been lots of rights and lots of wrongs, but I don't think I would do it differently because I can't put my finger on the one thing. Um, I think the best decision that we took was to work in the kind of setup that I mentioned, where mm-hmm. the team members play a very very critical part in what we are doing. So you know, mm-hmm. to be to be in an environment or to be working i think we were fortunate that all three of us were on the same page to say that we don't want um, silos to be working and that was something that you know i i think we did that the right way it's important and 
those were the major areas. I don't think there would be anything that we would do really differently. Maybe I would be better organized. Um, maybe each one of us would put that down. To say <laughs> that, yeah, organize yourselves better. Um, I'm a very old school paper pencil kind of a person. I think I best. Mm-hmm. I think best on paper, but. Um, Possibly I could have been more organized. Possibly each one of us could have been better organized. Because once you start the journey, time flies. You know, if you ask me and you, I've heard you say this, that you've been in this sector for quite a while. And you are right. I didn't realize that so much time has gone by. It just flies. Because once you're in it, you're deep in it. Yes. And we don't realize it. I think people around me panic when I say, what, it's already Friday and we haven't finished. So <laughs> the worry is that the next few days will be working days. But um, yes, possibly better organized uh, internally at a, and, and at an individual level. I would not call it an organization-wide issue at all. It would be my personal thing I would do differently. Or, or if you would have liked to start marketing earlier, no, yes, maybe. No, I don't think we have any regrets about that (laughs) at all. (laughs) Wonderful, Divya. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Had super fun and it was great talking to you. And yeah, I wish you really all the best for your Series B. Thank you so much, Ashish. Pleasure chatting with you.